Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to the show. It's Matt Browning. I'm super excited because this is Interview Friday, as it always is. And this time, I have someone who is an uh, incredible entrepreneur, an actress, a producer, uh, a, a, a network uh, grower. She is pretty darn amazing. Bonnie Bruderer is with me today. She is a film and TV producer with over 700 television segments. Uh, she's been a writer, director. Uh, oh, she is the writer, director, and producer of a new documentary coming out called Influencer. It's all about the social media generation and the advertising industry. Uh, she's a member of the National Television Academy of Arts. She has a really strong background in te technology and media. Um, she started her career working with companies like City Search, NBC Internet, Active Networks, um, and has built all sorts of emerging media. Now, Bonnie, she's also uh, a pretty cool stone cold actress. She has uh, filmed in the movie Fight Valley and Cold, among other films as well. Uh, she has a TV miniseries she produced uh, called The Goss, and we'll get into that a little bit. Um, and here's the best part about Bonnie, I think. Um, you're a kickboxer, avid dog lover. Uh, you've, and these movies you've been in are fight movies, so I wanna get into that uh, kickboxing background, that's really cool. And most recently, of course, she also uh, is the CEO and owner of Binge Networks, uh, which is a company full of a proprietary technology that gets instant video content featured on outlets all over the world. So, you know, these are streaming on-demand content like Roku, Sony, Apple TV, and things like that. And she has syndication for her, her shows uh, and content on 90 different on-demand streaming service television networks. So if you're sick of cable and you listen to, and you do anything on-demand, uh, Binge Networks is the place to go for content. Bonnie, thanks for joining me on the show. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's so fun to be here today. Yeah. So I, I want to kind of get into, you know, a little bit of just how you, you know, before we get into binge, I want to get into how you got into this whole thing in the first place. So the first thing that caught my eye obviously was your kickboxer and of all the movies you could star in. Um, how did you first even approach the idea? Were you a kickboxer first or were you a uh, actor first? <laughs> it's such a funny chicken and egg. So I was neither. I, um, let's see, I started the company because I was a talk show host. So I had a cable talk show um, in New York City. And one day, and we can talk about the backstory of how that started, but one day I was hosting a big party for the show and we had uh, like a red carpet event and a producer was there, or an agent rather, and he took a picture with me on the red carpet and posted it on his Facebook. And the next day I got a call from the executive producer for Fight Valley just saying, um, you're perfect, we wanna to talk to you, and I laughed. I was like, oh my God, I'm not an actress at all. I've never taken an acting class. Um, they're like, we don't care. I said, no, trust me, you would. <laughs> and so um, they said, and I said, well, fine, I'm leaving for Italy in two days, but send me the script. And they sent it, and it was um, a bunch of UFC fighters. And I was, I was very interested. I took kickboxing classes at the gym. That was sort of my means of fitness. So I was like, Okay, I'll come. So I went, um, met with the director, 
was cast on the spot and then went on my vacation and came home, literally landed and went straight to the set. So, um, yeah. So, so, that's you're, so you're on a set with, with, I mean, everyone else is basically cast as UFC fighters. And then here's Bonnie who does kickboxing classes at the gym. <laughs> yes. It was Misha Tate. Um, what? Cyborg. Yeah. Holly Holm. Um, oh my yeah, gosh. I mean, some of the best in the world. However, just to be clear, I chop apples in the movie. <laughs> so I'm the mom of two of the famous kickboxers. I did not get to fight. <laughs> but the majority of the scenes, I'm either crying or there's this one really long scene where I'm just chopping apples in the kitchen talking to my daughter. So Okay, so you're, you're a mom of these, these amazing <laughs> fighters. <laughs> it's so, so cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I, I was the mom of the two main fighters. Uh, but yeah, cool. it was really fun. So after that experience, did, did, did it leave you hungry for like, did you want to do more of that? I mean, you're already, again, you're involved in talk shows, you're in network and media. Um, did you feel like, hey, I want to get in front of the camera more? Or have you always been a kind of a behind the camera person? You know, I did, this is such a great question for people that don't know what that industry is like. Um, it's, it's interesting. And so I was a talk show host, which I love, and that's in front of the camera. And I was also the producer for the talk show. So that's behind the camera. But for me, what I felt, you know, as fun as it was to be on this set, and especially with that cast and to meet those women and to be a part of that was incredible. But the reality is, you know, you sometimes drive for a few hours or take a bus or a train or both, and you sit on a set for like 14 hour days, you're fed a slice of pizza every now and then, and then they need you and everything's like urgent, urgent, urgent. They use you for three to five minutes, and then you're back waiting for another 14 hours the next day. So to me, it just felt like I wasn't really like changing the world. Um, so I decided that I wanted to focus more on the production and, you know, making an impact through storytelling as well as the shows that we had. And that's what really evolved and led me to create the network that we have today. It was interesting how, how many people, I think that's the story of, you know, how many successful actors and, um, and, you know, like TV personalities that as they go in their career, you watch them all, you know, whether it's a Ron Howard or, um, uh, a Tom Hanks or a Mel Gibson or something, right. They start looking at going, well, I loved this and it was good. But after, after a long time, and how am I really going to make an impact? I want to tell my story. I want to have, you know, my viewpoint of this. So it's pretty cool. Like I, I, I kind of see the same thing, even in the speaking industry, a lot of people listening are, are going to be speakers and coaches that were in that entrepreneurial space or consultants. Yeah. And I think, you know, as a speaker, it's sort of like, you know, are you, are you the onstage or behind the stage talent? And I'm finding myself as much as I've always been the onstage person. I really like the idea of the production, the producing, the putting other people in front. And I, I just, I have my own ideas over the last 12 years doing it of how I want to present a product to someone and how, how I want the experience to go. Yeah. And it's almost like the experience for someone has become more important than just me getting to do the, the quote, the thing that I love. Um, it, so you yeah, fell in love with producing sure. more than anything? Yeah, well, producing, but then also, I mean, what we do today is a, a similar type of production, but what, so when I was a talk show host, we had over 600 guests on that show. And what I found was a majority of people, they had interesting stories, but they definitely had two needs. They, well, most of them said, you have the best job ever. I wish I could have your job, meaning they wanted their own show. And number two, they needed a way to get their message out to the world. And so after doing that for a few years I, and hearing that literally time and time every single day, um, I just said, you know what, I can do that. I did it for myself. I know how to do it for other people. 
And so that's what led to us creating Binge Networks is that we basically create this platform where people can have their own show, they can get it distributed all over the world. And we did that because I, I went first and I you know was the talent and I secured all the distribution agreements myself. And then I was able to create it into a product and service so that's the part that I love is seeing other people shine, you know, seeing these shows go out there and people are purchasing them like pay-per-view or Netflix. Um, and that really gets me excited, especially going into this next year and, and where things are in this industry. It's really heated up. So, um, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. So when it comes to, to hosting content creation, I'm curious, when you said you have had 600 different guests, what, and, and there's also, I'm certain, like for me, right, like I'm becoming more of a host and I've never been a host. I'm doing that through the podcast and the radio show. Um, yeah. What are some of your secrets for being a great host? What makes, especially if you know something, meaning like, you know, you, you're an expert in something, you're great at it, but you need to make someone else shine, but you still need to sort of be present with your personality, if that makes sense. So yeah. there's this weird kind of dance of making them and then making you shine. What are some secrets or just some ideas and thoughts you have around being a great host? Okay, so here, this is going to be like so um, shocking to so many people. <laughs> um, and I think I can only do this because I had a 15-year background as a coach and working in personal development. But people that would watch us produce, they were, my, they were like gobsmacked because they're like, how in the world do you do all of that preparation for every show? Because we filmed six shows back to back every day that we filmed. And I said, oh, I don't ever prepare. <laughs> and they were like, what? So there was physically no way that I could research and prepare for the amount of guests that we had coming through. So all I did was trust in my own ability, know that we had the right type of people that had a message that was powerful and really be present. Just be super present, just be open to what unfolded. And that was what, that's what makes people feel comfortable and draws out their um, core essence. And there was only one time, I swear, that I ever prepared for an interview. It was Tony Robbins' son, and it was probably the worst one we ever did out of the hundreds that we did because I was in my head. I wasn't coming from my heart. I was coming from this place of like, oh, God, I got to ask him about this. And I said a title wrong and something else happened, you know, and it was just, again, like when you can just know and trust that you're in the right place and you're skilled and know what you're doing and then hold that space for other people, it's amazing. Right. So, so with, uh, was it with Jarek? Can I ask? Yeah, it yeah. Was. <laughs> he's such a great dude too. Um, I know. it was funny, right. And, and you have a guy like him who's just so just naturally just charismatic and a great human being, but yeah. they, like, and I'll do that myself. I get in my head sometimes with, you know, the, the name or the size of the guest, let's say, right. Oh, this one's a big deal. And this one's, you know, relatively yeah. unknown. And I realized that if somebody is I see them as kind of a colleague, as another human being. Those are the ones that go the best. So I just, yeah, I've been doing that as well too. So just be unproduced, be in the moment. I love that. And, and let things unfold as they go, you know, um, yeah. let, let something natural shine. I love that. So you did, I mean, that many, that many interviews, that much hosting, that much personal development background. What was the biggest problem or gap like in the industry that you saw when you started thinking about the idea of binge networks? Did, did you first, you said you were getting syndication and you were getting uh, platforms for your own content first. Is that how you led yeah. into that? 
Yeah, exactly. So like the biggest um, wound that I saw for people was exposure. They didn't know how to get exposure. And we sort of came, you know, this company we started four years ago. And so the YouTube, you know, craze was already well on its way. So it was very hard to break into that market. Um, Facebook watch wasn't around yet. So there were definitely platforms out there, but there was so much noise in the industry and so many people competing for it that people just, they would have great content and great messages, but they wouldn't be getting the views or getting the exposure. And so what I did, you know, we would do these great shows and we put a lot of financial backing into them and we put them on YouTube and they wouldn't do anything. You know, we'd get very few views. And so what I realized that there were many other markets that were working, that were huge pools of people that were looking for content. And that's what led us to create Binge is going into what's called the smart TV world and the OTT. So basically, you know, just networks like Apple TV and Roku and Sony and Samsung. Um, and that's really what made the difference is, is taking a path that looked like no one was really on, but you know, the other ones were so crowded that it didn't make sense. And, you know, it's, it turned out to be the right decision. Do you, do you find that um, going out? So did you do that for a lot of your own stuff first? Like, what, what, let me do, I want to back up just a second. Um, what was the first steps that you got when you said, I need to get my stuff syndicated. I need to get my stuff more exposure. YouTube, and everyone's talking about YouTube. For me, I also see a ton of problems with it. I've seen yeah. the exact same thing you did. Like when I put our podcast up on YouTube, um, a ton of people consume podcasts on YouTube, right? That's where they go. Um, but you just don't get anywhere near the traction. To me, I feel like the content on YouTube is so wide open. Like they've made it so accessible that, yeah. you know, you have a nine-year-old who's like, oh, hit record. And then they just say whatever they want to say. So you have just, I mean, swimming in a sea of content, but most of it isn't really produced well and isn't done on purpose and continual. And, you know, it's not really there to feed. There's certainly some stuff that's really, really good, but there's so much more noise where when I look, when I think of, I want to do the same YouTube show, quote unquote, but I want to do it on an Apple TV channel. Instantly in my mind, I think, oh, there's barriers to that. There's barriers of entry and I need to produce it uh, intentionally. And, and it's just, a, it's a different format. It feels like. Do you, yeah. do you see that with YouTube? Yes, absolutely. And the other thing that's dangerous is that they control your, you know, your future. I mean, one of the things that we offer is monetization options. So we let people set up their channel on pay-per-view or by subscription or free, whatever you want. But when you're dependent on something like a YouTube or even iTunes or anything, you know, that's one company that controls your destiny. Um, so we always think you should diversify and that's what led me to all of these different networks is looking at, okay, well, what are the options? And yes, there are barriers to entry and it can be very expensive and because it is more sort of on point with like a regular network. Um, so the content does need to be a little higher production value. However, um, that's really what we've taken away with binge is the need for access, the huge expense you have to put out and then just the ability to get it syndicated. So it, for me, because we were producing cable um, quality shows, it was the next natural fit. It was very logical to be able to get a contract with Apple or a contract with Roku. And um, yeah, and that's how it all started. And, you know, we started with seven and then 14 and then 20 and then 30 and then 50 and so on and so forth. And now you're at 90 different yeah, uh, networks. <laughs> Yes, I think there's 97, but a handful of them require, you know, some are just looking for one type of content. So we, we say 90 to be safe. 
<laughs> so if, if I have my show out there on binge, um, it, I'm not going to be on all 90 different networks probably because not every single one's a good fit. You'll be on about 90. Yeah. There's just oh, a, handful okay. of them there's, that are there's a few more you have. Yeah. We have a few more that are looking for like children's content or food content only, but gotcha. um, for the most part, they're looking, you know, we're specific with our genres. We're focused on lifestyle inspiration, entrepreneurship, fitness, and food. Um, but as long as you're in those buckets, then, you know, it's a good avenue. That is perfect. So compare for me. So like I, I gave up cable television like 10 years ago. I, I, I did get it again recently. Um, and then I, I dropped it. So I had it for about a year just recently for uh, NFL Sunday ticket, which was dumb, but I'm not <laughs> a big football guy anyway, but all the people in our church were, so, you know, go figure. But the point is compare it to, you know, if you have cable satellite, you know, you got 200, 300 channels, would, would a rough comparison be like, okay, I, there's a cable channel and that would be like a network that says, yeah, yeah, I'll pick it up and, and allow this show to go on compared to like networks on binge. Is there a comparison to that or am I way off? Yeah. The, well, the way that we work is we worked directly. So with, with people that aren't familiar how it operates, if you're watching Netflix or you watch a show on Amazon prime, that's what we're talking about. And Netflix is its own network and Amazon is its own network for those intensive purposes. Okay. So what we did is we worked directly with the set-top box manufacturer or the smart TV to get the binge network already installed into those TVs. So when people go to Best Buy or they go to you know Walmart or wherever and they buy a new TV, all you have to do is take it home, type in binge networks, and our content comes up. So that's how we control the flow of content and are able to populate so many different networks. So when you're talking about getting a contract, what you're doing is getting a contract with one of the, almost the equipment manufacturers, like yeah. the Apple TV or like the Roku device. Those are obviously two of the biggest ones. Exactly. Uh, but you're, so you're getting a contract with the device manufacturers and then you get to be one of those. So the Food Network has their own network and Hulu Correct. has their app on there. So you have like a binge network app that is your own network with all of your own produced content that all of your contributors, and that's what you do, right? So it's, yes, like, would, would exactly. it be, again, just kind of, I'm thinking in my mind how this works. Would it be almost like the, uh, how do I say this? The host generated content, like how we, how I could do something on YouTube, right? I could do my own content, but then it marries with a big network because now the network promises to put it on and that's binge but you're not actually producing the shows or do you have shows that you actually produce too? We don't anymore. We used to produce all of our shows. That's kind of, you know, where we started. Um, but now you're exactly right. So you would be the star of your own show. You would have your own channel. Your channel can have multiple, your show can have multiple series. Um, you could set it up as a subscription like Netflix does. So they would have to pay, you know, $9.99 a month to get Matt's show. Then they get access to all your content or buy on demand where you'd say, okay, all this stuff is free, but this particular episode is $9.99. And then we manage all of that for you and do all of the distribution. So I could have like a weekly show or a, uh, every, a twice a week show all leading up to a pay-per-view where I have you come on and kickbox with me. And <laughs> it's going to be, I mean, who's going to win? I don't like, I don't kickbox, you know, <laughs> but I, I, I'd, yes. pay, I'd pay to see me get kicked in the face, you know? Let's do it. Do you know that that is okay? That's a thing. So Getting this kicked in the face? Yeah, but this is a whole thing that I had no idea and I thought the guy was pulling my leg. But basically on YouTube, there are fights like that where they take two top 
producers. Like, no. To, yes. And this is a real thing. And they do pay-per-view and they get millions and millions of people that watch. So I'm not kidding. Google it after you guys. I'm not making this stuff up. But yes, it could be exactly that. Um, or we could do like an interview off. I don't have to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. I'm kidding. You would probably crush me. But I don't know. <laughs> but I love the idea of uh, I love the idea of doing like regular because one of the questions that I think of a lot, and I know I, I get a lot, is and, and I want to hit two things right now. First, um, audio versus video. Yes. Um, like we're right now doing an audio podcast and this is going to get syndicated on 102.3 FM at 1530 AM in Chicago. So we do, I, I have a, a deal with them and I'm working for more stations. Um, so it's all audio, but can I, can I repurpose audio content and find a way to like make it visually appealing? Is that even an option uh, on binge or is it all uh, actual video content itself from raw? It sure is. So we have a bridge software that we work with called Repurpose.io, which I'm sure most of your listeners are familiar with. Um, and you can publish with Repurpose directly to your binge channel. So it will take an audio file, um, put it with a image and turn it into an MP4 and put a WAV file on it and auto publish. So we have a lot of podcasters that do that. Um, I also recommend, I mean, we're using zoom, so it's very easy, um, to be able to create recordings too, because I just feel that there's so much more opportunity that that opens up for people, but we can definitely work with it both ways. Sure. Oh, that, that's really great. Okay. So if you're thinking, you know, I have all audio content and I, and maybe you have a bunch of back content, is that possible too? Like if I look at, say you're, you're talking to a podcaster who's done 400 episodes, would that be a good fit? Like, would it make sense to say, Hey, maybe not every episode, but I could look back in my history and go, you know, I probably got 50 or, or 70 solid shows that I could repurpose. Would that be a thing? Like as a way to start, would you start heavy with a bunch of shows if you have them? Or would you say, Hey, I got 50 that are already produced that I think could be repurposed with this repurpose.io and turned into video files. Um, and then would I want to drip them out like once a week? And now I got a whole year of binge network uh, content that comes out weekly, but I don't have to do any new work. Would that be a thing? Or what's your suggestion on how to get started if you want to look at a new platform like Binge? Yeah, you can absolutely use all of your past content. And a couple of things, a couple of thoughts on that. So with Binge, we're basically providing a couple of things. We're providing exposure. So in my opinion, the more content you have, the more exposure, because that's going to get pushed out everywhere. And you might get somebody on an obscure Chinese network that finds one episode and you might get someone on Roku that finds another. So I do think the more content, the better. And then that said, people are looking for regular content. So the channels that are um, consumed more on those networks are the ones that do have a regular sequence. So, you know, there's no reason why you can't put 350 of those 400 episodes up there and then make a note to yourself that every Monday we're publishing a new one um, because you're getting different listeners. You know, even if people have been listening to your show forever on iTunes, this is really a whole different network um, and echelon of people that you're now accessing. Yeah, I mean, you know what's funny is, is I find too, like crossing people over platforms is one of the biggest problems too. So, you know, people tr even trying to get, like I'll do live episode recordings on Facebook. And then I'll always tell people, hey, make sure you go to iTunes and subscribe because I don't do every episode on Facebook, but I still to this day have a ton of people who go, oh, I love your podcast. I watch it on Facebook all the time. 
And it just tells me it's like, they're not going to go from Facebook onto iTunes and then iTunes over to social media. It's just crossing platforms is tough. So this is a really good solution where instead of trying to get everyone to cross over, it's like, just go to where they are. And if people are scrolling through with their new, I mean, it was just Black Friday as as we're recording this, it'll drop a little bit later, but you know, we just had Thanksgiving. I mean, I went to the store and I saw a lot of people walking out with new TVs and yes. new Apple TVs and new, you know, all that stuff. Um, so if they're walking out with those, this is an idea of just don't stop what you're doing, but take your content and add this platform that has 90 different uh, uh, network partners all connected with this network. It's uh, pretty darn brilliant. Tell me real quick too about, um, and we'll come back to this at the end. We, we're coming to the twilight already. I can't believe how fast time goes on. <laughs> I know. Uh, but tell, tell me about your, your influencer documentary. I know you said that's coming out uh, next year, official releasing, but tell me about the idea of influencer, um, what spawned the idea, and then yeah. how we can find out more. Absolutely. So it kind of follows the same storyline of the network being built. And one of the things that you know I noticed early on is that we on our TV show had about 20 young interns that worked on the show, you know, young 20s, and they would turn on their Snapchat or their Instagram prior to filming this cable show. And they would get hundreds of thousands of viewers, whereas, you know, we didn't really get any response if people were watching the show or not watching the show, even though it was prime time. And so I became fascinated about these platforms, about the other opportunities to get your message out there. Um, And so I wrote a a storyline. The documentary features 35 interviews with tech and media CEOs, everyone from Google being one of the creators of Bing, um, the CEO of Share This, and many others, and then social media influencers. And so there's um, part of the film where I'm sitting on the couch with three top influencers, and we're talking about the industry and what's it like to be an influencer. And then it's backed up by um, both talking head influencer interviews as well as the CEO and CMO experts. And so it really just tells the story of how this all transpired and the billions of dollars of advertising that have switched to digital. Um, and so it comes out in July and you can find more information at influencerfilms.com. Awesome. So guys, we're going to put that in the show notes, of course, influencerfilms.com. If you want to see Bonnie uh, chopping up apples and acting, you can find her at fightvalley.com. Uh, there'll be some info on the movies. And the biggest thing is going to be binge, uh, binge channels, right? No, sorry, binge networks.tv. Yes. TV. Find out more about this. So I'm excited, Bonnie. Obviously, I want to chat with you off air a little more about about my business and about what I could do with Binge. It sounds good. It's really, really exciting. Um, Check it out. So all things BingeNetworks.tv. You can find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash binge networks. We'll put all that in the show notes. Um, As we wrap up, Bonnie, um, I got to get you out of here. But I have one big final question of all the things you've done and the way you've approached media and the way you've, you know, your, your journey on this, is there anything you would change or would you do it all the same all over again? Oh my God. I would have got a fat check from some VC for a million dollars because that's always been <laughs> So you would have gone to venture capital sooner and got a fat check. I love it. Um, no, to be, to be perfectly honest, I think that 
I mean, we've had to evolve so many times because the industry has changed and evolved and grown. And I think just being open to that, like is, it can be so scary, right? We, we've changed our business model three times now and where we completely cut off the other that was paying the bills and driving and keeping the lights on. Um, and now we're sort of at that same precipice moving towards paid content, meaning subscription channels and pay-per-view content versus people paying us to distribute their shows. So I would just say for people, stay the course, um, you know, be willing to bend and to follow what is working in the industry, but also, you know, you have to be open because otherwise we would have failed if we just kept on track with that first vision. So, um, that's all a huge learning and, you know, huge growth, but I, I believe that's what it takes. Hmm. So you would have kept the chain, you would have kept the growth and kept the learning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't report well to anybody. So <laughs> that PC would have already blown up. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with you. I come from the same cloth. <laughs> Bonnie, Bonnie uh, Bruder, thank you so much for your time. Uh, binge networks, TV TV, everyone check it out. Uh, thanks for being on the show and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Bye guys.